0: Sports fans, got another good one for you today. Today we're going to be talking about the Miami Dolphins. It's two-a-time people. But before that, I just want to get into a couple things that happened this week and that I thought were interesting. Um, the first was Tampa Bay got absolutely waxed by the New Orleans Saints. They lost 38-3. to Tom Brady had three interceptions. And Tampa Bay set the record for the least amount of carries in a game. With five, One of those being a kneel down at the end of the game. So that game was an absolute obliteration by the New Orleans Saints. And it was kind of surprising to a lot of us because um, I know I thought and most people thought that that game was going to be really close. It was between two heavyweights in the NFC. And a lot of people were giving the edge to Tampa Bay. And I, I kind of was too just because Todd Bowles is such a de- good defensive coordinator. He sends like crazy blitz packages and blitzes people unorthodox when it comes to when he sends them. So I really thought Tampa Bay had a good chance at winning that game, but obviously the New Orleans Saints were no slouch that that game was going to be a really good game. But it ended up not being, um, New Orleans Saints clicked on all cylinders. They blew him out. Everyone ate that game. That was Drew Brees had four touchdowns. Taysom Hill made some crazy plays. Alvin Kamara didn't have an Alvin Kamara game, but he still had a good game. Um, and then the on the other side of the ball Tampa Bay just everything went wrong for them they couldn't get anything going they had to get out of the run game early that's kind of why they set the record for the least amount of carries because they were down early and so they they got a pass out of that but Tom Brady turned the ball over three times and it just didn't go their way so it's it kind of shows you that when the Saints are clicking on all cylinders they are a legitimate team and are legitimate Super Bowl contenders and are a team to watch out for going forward because they can be really scary when they're when they're clicking um another thing I want to talk about was the Bills beat the Seahawks another NFC giant the Seahawks who People going to that game thought they were going to win because the Bills had been struggling the past couple weeks against subpar opponents. They were winning, but they were in close games against teams that they had no business being close against. So that kind of raised some red flags for Bills fans and people that thought the Bills were really good those first four games of the season. But they came out and proved themselves, beat the Seahawks, um, I contributed mostly to Josh Allen playing a great game, had four total touchdowns, one rushing, three passing, I believe. And then Russell Wilson didn't play a good game. He had two touchdowns and two interceptions. Reminiscent of that Cardinals game a couple weeks ago where the Seahawks lost in overtime and Russ had three touchdowns and three interceptions. So it's, if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm worried because obviously Russell Wilson is still an MVP candidate. He's got 28 touchdowns and eight interceptions on the season. But these past couple weeks, he's not played like super rust. You know, he's just he's he's kind of been human like, and you don't really see that at Russell Wilson that much. So it's kind of concerning because you need Russell Wilson to play unbelievable if you want a chance at the Super Bowl if you're the Seahawks. So it's just something to pay attention to going forward, and it'll be interesting to see if Russ can bounce back again. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about is the Chargers losing in heartbreaking fashion again for a second week in a row. Um, last week, they lost to the Broncos on a last-second Drew Lock touchdown, and then this week, they lost um, to the Raiders on a last-second touchdown, but it was by them that actually wasn't a touchdown. It was called a touchdown on the field. Uh, Joe Burrow—not Joe Burrow, sorry, Justin Herbert— threw the ball towards the back right-hand corner of the end zone. Donald Foreman Jr. caught the ball, or so we thought, came down with it. They rolled it a touchdown, and then they went, obviously got a review scoring plays and went back, and the ball actually came out when he hit the ground. So the Raiders ended up winning that way. Sucks for the Chargers and Chargers fans, but you honestly, like the Chargers are, you got Justin Herbert, he's young, Um, Austin Eckler's on IR, your defense, it's kind of the same, but Derwin James has been hurt. So you guys, you, you have something to look forward to. Your team is, is still competing with these really good people. You just don't know how to finish games yet. And you don't really expect a young rookie quarterback like Justin Herbert, who no fault of his really that they've lost the past two games to go finish games. But you you have, you have a bright future, let me tell you that. In the next couple years, when you accumulate more talent and Justin Herbert is, becomes a seasoned veteran, that team is going to be scary. So just hold out hope. I think, I think um, things are going to be really good for the Chargers in the next few years. And on to our main topic. How about the Miami Dolphins? They've looked so good over the past four weeks. Two of those weeks... Um, being with Ryan Fitzpatrick, then they had a bye week, and then these last two weeks with Tua. Tua didn't play great, but he didn't play awful in his first game. 93 passing yards and a touchdown. Hey, he didn't turn the ball over besides that. His first drop back being sacked by Aaron Donald. But um, he didn't turn the ball over. He threw a touchdown. A lot of people can't do that if they wanted to in the NFL game, so I give him credit for that. Um, But the second game... Tua had 248 passing yards and two touchdowns. Made a lot of great plays, not just in the passing game. Had a couple of running plays where he looked good. But he also you know, missed and could have done better on a couple of plays. But I don't expect Tua to be perfect. This is his second start in the NFL. So I'm really excited to see how he progresses going forward because I think he's going to be really good. But Tua is not the only reason that the uh, the Miami Dolphins are on the streak that they are it's they their defense really deserves some credit um especially in that rams game they had two the defense had two touchdowns and there was a punt return and then in the cards game they uh got a forced fumble on a sack and then a scoop and score so you know it's not just two on that team that defense has played amazing the past couple weeks and they they only have to play like that like a former shell of that really going forward Because I think Tua is going to progress so well that the defense doesn't even have to play that well to accommodate for them. Um, I think they absolutely made the right move um, going from Ryan Fitzpatrick after that Jets game to Tua. You know, if you're like me, you really like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I love the guy. I think he's a super cool guy. He's funny. He's fun to watch. But he's not your franchise guy. You know you're not going anywhere with him, really. So I think that was the right move by them. Go in from the bye week. Um, let Tua get comfortable. And then they played the Rams. That was a tough first start for Tua, but they still won. The rest of the team kind of picked up Tua's slack, and, and it worked out for him. And then Tua obviously he played very well in, this, in the Cardinals game this week. So I definitely think it was the right move. And I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to do – a I think he's done a great job mentoring to us so far and I think he's going to be even he's the best guy to have behind a rookie quarterback because he's going to give him so much support and advice because Ryan Fitzpatrick is just that great of a guy I'm excited to see what the Miami Dolphins can do I think they have a legitimate shot at the AFC East um, up until this week the Bills had honestly not, honestly not been playing great they were playing down to their competition while Miami had been playing up, they're technically like one and a half games behind because they've had their bye week and the Bills haven't yet. But realistically after the bye week, um they'll only be one game behind. And they play the Bills the last game of the season. So that'll be really interesting to see if that ends up being like deciding who wins the division. But I think, um, if you're going off their recent most recent body of work Um, which I'm pulling from the last four games for each team, that Miami will beat the Bills. Obviously, that can change if Josh Allen, and it's really contingent on Josh Allen clicking. I think a lot of people say that that Bills defense is what decides whether they win or lose games, but it's all on Josh Allen. If Josh Allen can come out and have four total touchdowns like he did against the Seahawks, they're, they're going to win 99% of their games because it's just so hard with when they have a defense of the caliber that they do to keep up with Josh Allen when he's playing like peak Josh Allen. But if he's not and Tua continues to progress, if Tua plays anywhere similar to how he played against the Cardinals – I think that Miami takes it so it's all it's all speculation right now and it'll be really interesting to see going forward but I'm excited to see how that division plays out and I think Miami's a playoff team regardless of whether they win the division or not you know the NFL expanded the playoffs to seven teams from each conference so extra team gets in this year and right now, Miami's sitting at that seven spot. Um, the two teams behind them are the uh, Colts and the Browns. I don't think either of those teams are as good as the uh, Miami Dolphins, so I don't think to have to worry about anything there. And the one and the team in front of them is the Ravens. Now, the Ravens—they're kind of shaky. Like if you're going off last year, you think they're going to finish the season really uh, up there they uh they played the Steelers close but I don't know it just Lamar um is not as good as he was last year I think but I think if if Lamar plays well he doesn't even have to throw touchdowns if Lamar can just hurt them in the rushing game like he can't like he's able to do like he was able to do last year and how he's been able to do a couple times this year against certain teams that that the Ravens can really do something. But like I said, I think Miami finishes at that seven spot. I think they stay where they are. They get in the playoffs. They might be able to do something in the playoffs. We really don't know. Just depends on how well Tua progresses through the rest of the season. Their next five games are versus the Chargers, at the Broncos, at the Jets, versus the Bengals, and then versus the Chiefs. I think they beat the Chargers. Um, I think it's, it's a close game. The Chargers do a really good job, like I said, playing close games, but I don't think they can finish very well. So I think Miami takes that one. I think it's going to be really fun to watch Justin Herbert versus Tua. I think that and Joe Burrow, which he plays in four weeks from now, um, I think those three are kind of the future of the NFL, and it's going to be really interesting to watch those three going forward, like battle it out. Um, then they're at the Broncos. I think the Broncos have their quarterback in Drew Locke. I said it last week. I love Drew Locke. I love how swaggy the guy is. Um he played pretty good against the Falcons, wasn't enough to win, but you know, he 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 kept them in the game, especially late. They kinda came back and uh made it a ball game. So but I think that um Drew Locke doesn't have enough weapons. He's got Cherry Judy. Um, Melvin Gordon who's been struggling with injuries Phillip Lindsey who's hurt now um, So he doesn't really have enough weapons to get the job done against that stout uh, Miami defense And like I said, of progressing if he plays anywhere near how he played this week against the Cardinals A lot of teams are going to struggle against the Miami Dolphins Then they play the Jets The Jets are just bad And that's simple as can be And I don't think the and although that it is a division game, I don't think the Jets can overcome how bad of Coach Adam Gase and how bad that coaching staff is. So I think Miami rolls over the Jets like they did uh, before the bye week, and then they play the Bengals, Um, similar to Justin Herbert um, versus Tua. I think Joe Burrow versus Tua is going to be really fun to watch and. I think that Miami takes that game just because their defensive line is on like is pretty good, and that's the weak point of uh, the Bengals. Um, they have a really star-studded wide receiving core. They have two good running backs. Yes, Giovanni Bernard is a good running back in Joe Mixon's absence. Giovanni Bernard has thrived. So I think I think they have a two-headed monster in the backfield. Obviously, not a great. It's not like having Dalvin Cook back there, but those are two running backs that can get you yards and make you plays in the receiving and rushing game. So, But I think Miami's defensive line is too good for Joe Burrow to overcome. And I think, like I said, if Tua can play anywhere similar to how he played this week, they win that game. And then they play the Chiefs. The key to beating the Chiefs is time of possession. You have to hold on to the ball. You have to limit the amount of possessions that offense can get because that offense is going to go score points. You don't want big explosive plays. And Miami doesn't get a lot of big explosive plays, but I don't think Tua is going to be progressed as as much as he needs to to be able to take on a Chiefs team like that. And I don't think that... They have the weapons on that team to be able to go down and on a long, methodical drive against the Chiefs. Because we saw the Chiefs struggle this week, especially in the first half against um, the Carolina Panthers. Because the Carolina Panthers, they have a really good offense. And they were able to take really long drives and score touchdowns in that first half. And that's why the Chiefs went halftime down. But coming out in the second half, the Carolina Panthers were less successful in that. And that's why they ended up losing the game. Although, they that was a really close game. And plus, the Carolina Panthers had to pull out all the stops. They had the fake punts, surprise onside kicks, anything you can think of they had to do to even stay in that game. And they still lost. So, that's just how good the Chiefs are. But they are beatable. We saw... The Raiders do it, and we saw the Carolina Panthers almost do it. So they're beatable, but those two teams are very similar in that they have really high-powered offenses. Like they can beat you in multiple ways. There's a lot of guys on each of those offenses, the Raiders and the Panthers offenses, that can make plays for them. And I don't think that the uh, the Dolphins have that type of firepower. So I think they drop that one to the Chiefs. We're going four and one over the next five weeks. I looked at the Bills' schedule for a little bit. They play the Steelers, I believe, in the next five weeks. I think the Bills drop that. But if the Bills go back to how they were playing before this week against the Seahawks, they could drop more than that. But I'm really expecting that the last game of the season will be who, de- who decides or decides who wins that division, and I'm really excited to, to watch that game. I think it's going to be so fun to pay attention to this division. And the Patriots who were running the division, you can count on them winning that division every year. They're not as good anymore. The Jets are awful. So you're going to really look at, I think for years to come, Miami and the Bills battle it out for who wins that division and gets that home game in the playoffs. And another thing to mention, I just want to talk about how well the Dolphins are set up for the future. Obviously two is panning out. They they have a pretty good team already. They got a playoff team in my mind already. But they have the first and second round rights to the Texans draft pick. And the Texans are two and six right now. So they're likely going to get a pretty high draft pick and plus whatever they get. Um themselves so they can go out and get a lot more talent on that team in this next year and you can see the Miami Dolphins like I can see them making a really big jump in the next couple years maybe surpass the Bills or like even become a contender it's all contingent on Tua turning out like being the right guy for that team which I think he is but it's just it's it's going to be exciting to watch um, that's it for me today. Thank you guys for listening to The Blitz, and I'll see you guys next time.